Well, Stu, I've noticed that you've been losing your hair. Really? <laughs> I know. Wow. Just want to make uh, you paranoid. Just, okay. I just, just so it's... Have you gone to that part yet where you see, like, one hair fall out and you're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I actually had a dream about that last night. Now you say it. Oh, that's terrible. That, like, a big chunk of hair just came out. Holy crap. That literally happened last night. I remember looking at it. It was like, you know how, like, you would take out a wig and there would be a big patch? Yeah, right. I was looking at it like, oh, my Ah! God. (laughs) Jeez, that really happened last night. It happens to every guy. And, look, if you... You're looking for a solution. The FDA approved two hair treatment products to help control your DHT and prevent hair loss. It's even triggered hair regrowth in a good percentage of guys. Uh, and if you're familiar with Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com, you can save and save a lot of time. They offer the generic version of those two FDA approved hair products. They are up to 90% effective, uh, effective. They're affordable and you can get half off just to get started. You don't have to even leave your couch. You just answer a few questions, snap a few pictures of your hair and a licensed doctor is going to review your information and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped right to your door. Tired of losing your hair? Got you free online doctor consult and 50% off your first order at keeps.com slash save. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Of entertainment and enlightenment. So, Mr. Stu, last night, he says he doesn't like superhero movies. He doesn't like any of those comic book movies. Mm-hmm. I convinced him yesterday to go see Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be expensing the ticket. Was it? Wait. You convinced? You just said it on the air. It's on record. <laughs> the IRS, you heard it. So, which... Uh, which which way did this roll? Because every time he goes to see a movie that I like that's a superhero movie, he hates it. <laughs> so which way did it go? We'll talk about that. And um, some really interesting updates on Elon Omar and impeachment all coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, if you've been thinking about buying a DNA kit, now is the perfect time because 23andMe, the best DNA kit on the market, just got even better by adding new features. They've just introduced a new Ancestry and Traits service. It has more than 1,500 geographic regions, uh, a new automatic family tree builder, and a family trait report. So you can dig deeper into your ancestry than ever before, and you don't have to be a genealogist to do it. Yeah, we. I remember when we started doing our our genealogy. It was so hard. You had to actually like go places or go go places and look at microfilm. What? I'm not going to do that. No more digging through the archives and records for hours on end. Ancestry plus Trait Service can do all of it for you. And they're looking at new populations in South, Central, and West Asia as well as North Africa. All of this, plus a host of new characteristic and trait reports. It's all included in 23andMe's new Ancestry and Trait Service, and it's $79 for a limited time only. To know where you're going, you have to know where you've been. Order your Ancestry and Trait Service at 23andMe.com slash Beck. That's the number 23andMe.com slash Beck. All right. Today, we're going to begin to take a further look on how unusual this entire impeachment process is. 
Nothing is as it seems. Last Thursday, I showed you everything the Democrats had been doing in Ukraine. To get a baseline, we really should start there. We did. The entire episode is available on YouTube and also on Blaze TV. But tonight on TV, we're going to take a close look at what started this uh, this whole thing. The whistleblower report. Yes, again, the chalkboard is needed because there is nothing about this report that is usual. From the absolute beginning, this process has been tainted by partisanship. I'm going to show you how it's supposed to go and then show you how this one went. You decide. We're also going to show you the facts on the law firm that is now representing both the original whistleblower and now the second one that has come forward. Everything stinks to high heaven. Let's just say if you were reluctant to use the word deep state, you might be fully on board after tonight's show. You don't want to miss it. Only on Blaze TV. All right. I'm so, excited about, uh, you mentioned my Joker viewing yesterday. Yes, yes. I'm kind of more interested in another viewing party that happened in the United States of America last night. Don't know what you're talking about. I think you do know what I'm talking about because you th- mentioned to me I off the air. And now I, I'm making you mention it on was, the air. That were things on the, off the air now, wasn't it? It was off the air initially, yes. but oh, do you not, does your audience not deserve the information that's I important to the future of the country? I permission to say about that last night. Let's just say, Let's just say you certainly yes. you have the ability to speak in general terms. Well, why don't you do it? Well, I don't have whatever restrictions you have. Let's just say that I, I, I got an email uh, last night from uh, some uh, people on Capitol Hill, and they were burning the midnight oil. And uh, they were uh, they were all sitting together and um, and they were watching the special last night together because uh, people on Capitol Hill. Uh-huh. So just like maybe some Blaze subscribers came up to Capitol Hill and had their phones out. Could and were be watching it. Could be. Mm-hmm. Could be people that uh, can do something about it as well. But I, I can't say I don't know. But uh, well, you do know. Hmm? You're just not. You can't say it's how true, was, but you don't know. How was not Joker true. last night? I was Joker last night. Well, hold on, I want to make sure we get to the <laughs> a little bit further into this. I, I I have nothing to say here. I have nothing to say here. I I, I Do don't. You think have... that there potentially is some? There might be some movement on what you talked about in the special. Is that fair to I say? I wouldn't. I wouldn't know, Stu. But I would imagine that there are people <laughs> that are, uh, you know, uh, possibly, hmm. you know, thinking about, you know, their own investigations. I don't know. I wish I did, and I wish I could tell you. But how was Joker last night? This is all you're going to give us. That's all I'm going to give you. That's more than I'm going to give you. That's it. <laughs> That's, uh, you're going to be surprised to hear you already gave I, that, so I, you can't take I, it back. I, I would like to now hear about Joker. All right. Uh, I'll let you off the hook for the moment. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Joker last night. Went to go see it yes. uh, on your request. Uh, work time. No, it yeah, was no, not it was, work time. It was. No, and it... I will say, um, I went to an Alamo Draft House, which is a dine-in theater, so the yeah. food also included <laughs> In right. that work trip. Right. So just Wait. so you know when the expense report comes in. <laughs> all right, in. all right, all right. Get to Joker. Joker, I really, really liked it. 
Oh, it was God. really good. I got to say, uh, all of your... Uh, right? All, I will say, very rarely very does Glenn rarely. Beck provide an accurate movie review. It is not something he does well. He doesn't understand not movies, true. doesn't understand films, doesn't not understand true. art. I, I mean, <laughs> frankly. Uh, <laughs> even as the 100th most important person in the world of art, yes. as you were named by yes. some art magazine yes. um, several years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't always agree with your movie choices. But really, you, I think you actually outlined it really well. And again, no spoilers here. I, I, I will not give you any spoilers on this movie. It is uh, very dark. Um, the Everything that I've heard about it, and it's funny because there's been a lot of fighting mm-hmm. on both sides about mm-hmm. like, well, uh, actually, this is true and this is true. Kind of everything I thought of, everything I've heard about it was, it, wrong. It was, all, it was all wrong and right. Because, yes, you know, yes. It, 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 like, yes. first of all, people presented it as this right wing thing. And this is something that is, this is not, not a spoiler. It's been out there and that it's absolutely a left wing movie. No, no, no. CNN said this is this is a uh, white man. This is the what would they call it? White man guilt or white man uh, syndrome where the white man is just tired of everything being taken away from him and given to other people. That's that's that has nothing to do no, with this. No, it's it's, a, it's it's Occupy Wall Street. I mean, if you would go back to the Occupy Wall Street era, you will see so many themes and Antifa as well. It's yeah. very much a movie. The themes are almost identical to that, and does not glorify it. Yeah, I, you know, I can also understand the initial think piece you know oh no i can too uh burst we got where they talked about how this will be seen for for these types of people on the left by the way largely yeah but it will be seen uh, uh, by these types of people um who are on the edge anyway as a as like a best case scenario for me doing something terrible yeah i think if you are mentally ill or in antifa which yeah. i think are interchangeable mm-hmm. um i think you could see this as as a trigger yeah and like that is not the responsibility of a filmmaker Mm-mm. okay a filmmaker has a responsibility to make a good movie makes a good film doesn't matter like none of that matters to me you have zero responsibility as to whether you're starting a revolution or not like that's how i am an extremist on this one a person who's an artist a person who's a commentator a person who is a journalist your job is not to micromanage what you think the reaction to your story will be. Mm-hmm. Your job is to write the right story. Your job is to write the right movie. Your job is to write the right song, whatever it is. And you can't sit here and, and think, well, I shouldn't put this part in because it might make some crazy person do something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can totally see, and this is, I thought this was a fascinating part of it, you could totally see how you would get that out of the movie if you wanted to. Um, but I thought it was fascinating in that, like, how many times have conservatives complained about themes in movies? We've complained about, you know, you're pushing this agenda. You're, you're saying X, Y, and Z is going to happen coming out of, a, out of a movie, whether it's, you know, uh, pushing a, you know, whether it's gay rights agenda or um, some crazy feminist agenda or some crazy liberal agenda. We complain about this often, and we're always look laughed out bro- of the room. Look, look at how Brokeback Mountain turned uh, all the cowboys gay. They're all gay now. They're all gay I mean, now. G- yeah. Right. I mean, I live in Dallas. I know. <laughs> And and uh, it's one of those things where they constantly laugh us out of the room whenever we say, hey, there's a theme in this movie and it might be influencing the way people think, the way people, you know, 
That's crazy. crazy. Only inhumanity to animals and smoking. Right. And here's an example where they're on the exact opposite side, where they're saying, well, you know, uh, this is, of course, going to influence people because they see it. They are able to paint this thing as, well, it's right wing violence somehow. Again, there's nothing in the movie that would indicate right wing violence at all. He's just I mean, the only thing is. The left, and this is so revealing about how g- generalist they are in their thinking, is they just see, well, they, there's been people, a couple, uh, who have been loners and dangerous people who have who've done terrible things that have associated themselves with the right. I mean, I would argue more with the left, mm-hmm. um, but whatever, they only see the right-wing ones. Mm-hmm. And so they're able to say, well, this guy's a loner, and he, therefore he's right-wing, when there's no, I mean, he doesn't, he's no wing. I mean, it's not a political movie, we should point out. Um but it, it is a fascinating thing that when the media wants to see something that can hurt the right, movies are influential. They'll, they're moving opinion. They're making people do things. When it's something where the, le- the right is concerned that the, the le- opinion might be moved uh, by the left, then it's like, what are you talking about, you weird prude? How, how can you think that mm-hmm. a movie would affect people the way they think? You guys are just paranoid. We're not mm-hmm. doing that until they admit it five years later, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was separating the two out. Number one, it was a really good movie, really well done. I Great mean, film. Joaquin Phoenix is as Great good as everybody movie. says he is. I mean, it, it really is how it's been uh, kind of covered. And secondarily, you can see the themes kind of everyone's talked about, where, where everyone from the initial think piece, piece wave of like it does. If you if you're already psychotic and you're sitting in a room considering uh, shooting up a movie theater. You can see how it would feel like, wow, like this could happen to me, this wonderful, glorious thing where it's being glorified. Mm -hmm. On the other side, if you're a sane person, you're going to see this as, well, this is a very dark, awful person doing very dark, awful things um, who was, you know, certainly pushed in an ugly direction. And that sometimes you do feel bad for him. The best movies are ones where they can do that, right? Where they can paint so the full sort of breadth of a, of a character where you're, it's not just this easy thing where I hate X. Yeah, it's like, not, you, you see know, a little he bit didn't of fall there. into a vat of acid. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I like about this is uh, he is, he's real. You know, there are people like this out there. And he's real. And you could see this actually happening in real life. All the way to the green hair and the outfit, right? Mm-hmm. You, it makes sense in real life. Uh, and he, he plays a very sympathetic character, you know, for through three quarters parts, of, yeah. yeah, through three quarters of the movie. And you hear him. And w- what the media should be talking about is how people don't feel as though they're heard then then they can't talk about that because they're on their own agenda and they're not listening they're not listening to half of the country brexit they're not listening to the voters in england and so that's the real problem because he wouldn't have been that way if he if people would have listened to him and treated him with some some basic dignity and respect. And we've seen that before. It doesn't always work. I mean, a lot of some people, there are mental issues. That oh, and people, he's deeply mentally disturbed. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing that when you talk about mass shooters, one of the things they, they talk about specifically, and it's one of the reasons why I don't ever say their names, I, you know, right. is because these guys go through their whole lives with the main complaint of their life being nobody listens to me. 
And then they see that when they commit a mass shooting, it's the one time everybody's interested well, in what again, they think. No spoiler, but what he writes in his diary. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's sure. And then they go back to that over and over again. And that's that's why one of the reasons why I don't want to ever give anyone that satisfaction. I don't want anyone to know. And I think that's I think it's what the the media should do. I believe um, because it's not relevant information either. It's uh, it's not it's not important what their motivation is. It's important to investigators. It's not important to you and I. All right, can we just talk about the storyline here, Zach? Well, yeah, Wait. you've already. You're all. I don't want to give any spoilers, though. I don't want to give any spoilers out either. But I just want to. Well, I don't. I don't. You don't want to give any spoilers out, and yet you came after me with what's going, what was happening in Washington last night. Well, that's not a spoiler. That's an important development no, of the country. It's a, a movie spoiler. spoiler. That's a spoiler. But I want to know the end of that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving the end of either of them, but I really, really want to. Uh, here is our sponsor. It is X Chair. Sometimes it's okay to buy the off-brand. You know, nothing wrong with those off-brand Oreo cookies. You know, nothing. They're fine. They're great. I mean, I'm going to... Doing Hydrox? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not coming over to your house and eat them. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with them. You know, I do judge you if you don't have the Oreo brand. But, you know, it's a minor thing. doesn't affect you very much, apparently. But when it comes to things that are you know, are meant to keep you comfortable and i put oreo cookies into that uh into that category things like your bed your car your office chairs things that you use all day long you really need quality which is why you need hmm, oreos and x chair x chair has an exhibit at the state fair that's uh, going to be there until the fair closes on the 24th if you're in the area you should stop by and see them because when you sit down in an x chair you will thank me because there's nothing like sitting in one. Ask them about their financing operation, uh, uh, options that start at $29 a month. When you sit in one of these X chairs, you're going to want one. If you, if you want to order one, they have a 30-day, no questions asked, money-back guarantee. That doesn't happen. Most people can't do that because if you don't like it, then they have to pay for the shipping back and they'd go broke Nobody sends these chairs back because once you sit in them, they are so comfortable. Call 844-4X-CHAIR. The, this is next generation of uh, office seating for your office at home or your office at work. X-CHAIR. Go to xchairbeck.com. xchairbeck.com. Use the promo code BECK and you're going to get a free set of the new X-Wheels. xchairbeck.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. While many reviewers have focused on Arthur Fleck, otherwise known as the Joker, as an incel hero, his status as a sexless loner who turns to violence, the true nature of the movie's appeal is actually broader. It's an insidious validation of the white male resentment mm. that helped bring Donald Trump to power. You've got to be kidding me. This is CNN. That's an, that's an, that is a review written by someone who did not see the movie. Like that's what that's how that reads. I don't know how you can watch that movie and think that after watching it. Well, it goes on. Joker at its core is the story of the forgotten man. And yes, that is true. I don't think it is. That's the conversation I, I had after right after. I thought it was absolutely about the, the forgotten man. The forgotten man, I mean as, you know, Amity Schlaes wrote in her uh book um and uh you know was is is sort of the the con the concept that 
Trump took advantage of during the election is not about an incel. No, it's about it's a hardworking not. American with a family that that gets overlooked by elites, essentially. Okay, so so here is here is may I make the case on the Forgotten Man? Sure. The Forgotten Man is something that came really from the Depression when when politicians promise you that they are going to fix something by stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Where that money usually comes from is the middle. Mm -hmm. And so you're transferring the wealth of the middle to the government and then to the poor. The the uber-rich get away with it. I mean, the Mm -hmm. uber-rich are not paying for... I mean, I'm talking about people like Kennedy's. They're not paying... Uh, income tax and so the income tax is only hit on the either very new entrepreneurial rich and i'm not talking about silicon valley rich i mean people who are making five hundred thousand dollars a year or a million dollars a year and they just because they just their business just took off they are paying and so are the people all the way down to sixty five thousand. they pay that rich that transfer of wealth and nobody's talking about them. They talk about the poor. They talk about the rich. But nobody's talking about the people in the middle. That's what this underlying theme is in this movie. The rich, the rich, they're screwing you. They're screwing all of us. You know, even all the people that are working, you know, for the government are talking about. They just, they don't care about us. They don't care about us. And so it is this, this forgotten man that does play in to w- w- what's happening in today's world. In many ways, though, I mean, Gotham is how Elizabeth Warren sees America. Yes. she. This is the yes. left-wing Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren vision of what America is really like. This yes. terrible place where evil rich people are constantly abusing the uh, the poor people and the middle class because they don't care about them. And they are completely selfish in their wonderful dinner parties while everyone else is outside suffering. That's what Elizabeth Warren thinks of us. Right. That's what Elizabeth Warren thinks of this country, which is why she thinks it has to be changed into but some socialist utopia. But it is the Elizabeth Warren view of, of uh, stately Wayne Manor and uh, Thomas Wayne. Was that his first name? The dad, Thomas? Thomas Wayne. That that is the view for at least half of the movie. It changes, but at least half of the movie kind of paints Thomas Wayne as this evil rich guy. Yeah, that whole that whole circle of people though is is who she targets with every single policy. Correct. And of course, as we all know, you can't get enough money from those people to pay for the policy she's talking about. She has to take it from everybody. She has to take it from the middle class. She has to take it from the working people. But that's not how she talks about it. Correct. But that's how eventually you feel. Because there's this middle that is like, wait a minute, I'm, how come I'm not getting anything here? Who's You're looking out for me? That's not the Joker, but that is the feel of the presentation, I think. Uh, Pam found herself in an enviable position of not being able to sleep very well at night. I mean, who doesn't love that? Um, unless she lay flat on her back staring up at the ceiling, she'd have shooting pains that started in her shoulders and radiated down her arms. Sleeping on her side, her stomach was out, and she had always been a side sleeper. Boy, Pam, can I relate to you. She discovered Relief Factor. Skeptical at first, she had tried another, a bunch of other pain relievers before, none of them had helped, but she decided to give it a try. The result? 
The result is now she's sleeping again on her side with little or no pain every single night. Relief Factor reduces inflammation. That's the major source for most pain. And it works for 70% of those who take it. For $19.95, you can get a three-week quick start. That's a small risk for potential of a lifetime with less pain. And Relief Factor can bring you there. ReliefFactor.com. Drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back. It's ReliefFactor.com. Go there now, please. ReliefFactor.com. Go to BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code Glenn. Get 10 bucks off your membership that goes to support research like the Ukraine special. You can get that with your membership at BlazeTV.com. Welcome to the program, Mr. Pat Gray, the uh, the the host of Pat Gray Unleashed. I don't know how that Thank happened. You. We had a show named Pat Gray Unleashed, and then Pat Gray showed up. So weird. So we thought, it's well, like when people get Lou Gehrig's disease, right? That's weird, right? I like, mean, what how were the odds did Lou Gehrig himself get, get that the disease? disease? You'd it's... think you'd avoid that. <clears throat> yeah. You know, shaking yeah. hands with people with that disease, you'd be like, hey, I, I, I'm not Lou Gehrig's, but I have a Lou Gehrig disease. And you're like, I can't meet you. Right. Right. May I, may I congratulate you on your bold fashion statement, by the way, today? That is the finest ascot you've worn all it's week. It's not an ascot. Finest ascot I've seen this week. It's not an ascot. It's great. You're, you're already going to say number one on Tuesday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so far mm-hmm. this week, it's his best ascot. It's not an ascot. <laughs> what is it? Exactly. What would, you, a, what would you call that? It's, a, it's like a scarfette. Okay. It's a cowboy scarf. It's a, a handkerchief. It's a handkerchief. Yeah, it's a uh-huh. cowboy scarf. See, it okay. goes with the uh, the cowboy. There's setup. just not enough handkerchiefs worn around people's necks anymore. Thank you for bringing that back. You're welcome. When you have a <laughs> neck as fat as mine, you do anything to cover it. That's what I was True, thinking. I do have a neck as fat as yours. Yeah. I don't do yeah. anything to cover well, it. Well, maybe you should. <laughs> maybe, uh, I should. maybe you should think about I'm that. I'm going to look into handkerchiefs. By now. the way, we want to thank uh, News Talk 840 KXNT in Las Vegas uh, yeah. for carrying the show. We're live in Las Vegas, and we are thrilled to be a part of uh, Talk 840. Okay. Go Rebs. Nice. Yeah. There you go. That's a little local flavor mm-hmm. there. Good job. Mm-hmm. That's what they used to say in the Civil War. I yeah, don't well, understand the yeah. reference. UNLV there, but... Rebels. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, Pat. Yes. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Have you heard that Elon Omar has gotten a divorce? Yes. And yeah. it's all the fault of the media. Right. It just I mean, just, right? She was sleeping with some other man's husband while she was married to another man. I mm. just... I. That had nothing to do with it, I'm it, thinking. Thank you very much. Nothing it was her political foes. Yeah, right. The, she has been the object of speculation and innuendo from political opponents in the media. And uh, and so she is... It took a toll on uh, Ahmad and their three children and Elon. And it's persecution. It really was. Mm-hmm. It really was. Pointing out that, hey, you're seem to be sleeping with another guy <laughs> apparently that was hard on the marriage huh yeah when have spouses gotten so 
picky about this. I like, don't know. That's just well. As soon as the press started <laughs> pointing things out like that, you know, pathetic. You know, they didn't do that to John F. Kennedy. No, they didn't. And his marriage lasted. <laughs> they had a happy marriage. Oh, blissful, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what else is on your uh, your docket here? I, you know, I'm kind of thinking about a few things. Uh, one is the Kurd pullout, the pullout in northern. Uh, Syria, or Syria mm-hmm. leaving the Kurds exposed. In mm-hmm. fact, it, it seems that we're pulling out f- for the specific purpose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Turks can come in and yeah, it's demolish not, the it's, Kurds. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting comment yeah, uh, about us that mm-hmm. every time there is a chance to let the Kurds be slaughtered, we do it. We do it. You know, we're like does anybody yeah. want us to leave this area? <laughs> is there anybody that wants to kill the Kurds? Killing the Kurds, going once, going Syria, Turkey. All right, anybody Sold to the Turks. <laughs> anybody this else? Time, <laughs> right? Because think just... about this: you go back to the mid '80s mm-hmm. when Saddam Hussein gassed the Kurds, yeah, and killed eight to fifteen thousand people, and we did nothing. Well, I'm sorry, we took part in seventeen UN resolutions, and we threatened to write an eighteenth. If right, they did, did it again. I remember it. I remember it. Now, Pat, you do know that these are not the same Kurds. Yeah, well, they're Syrian Kurds. The Syrian Kurds are uh, are Marxist communists. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they've been helping us because we buy into this stupid, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And it's not only they've been helping us. They actually fought the war. Yeah. You know, Trump says, well, we gave them all kinds of money and, and equipment. Well, yeah, because they fought our war. Right, so we didn't have to get our guys killed. Right. Right. I mean, I, they, like, they were pretty damn good allies of this thing. They were. Uh, and as far as and getting so rid of ISIS, Iraq, a big better. part of it. Big part of it. Yeah. So now Turkey is going to uh, come in and kill all the Kurds, and likely many Christians as well. They're, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. What, what did they say? They were going to relocate them? Isn't that what it was? They were, they're going to repopulate. They're going to repopulate the region. <laughs> yes, they're going to repopulate. What does that mean? So they're going to get rid of the current population. We're going to repopulate it. Introduce a new, a new, a new population. population. Group Look, of... that is, I mean, it's done, been done before in history. Uh, Hitler did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stalin, Stalin did it in Ukraine. Mao did quite a bit of that. <laughs> right. You just, <laughs> you get, the, those people go off to like a summer camp or a, they a go. Camp. A camp. It's not always, it could go all any season. You don't yeah, want to specify. Right necessarily summer but it's a camp right mm-hmm. those people just mm-hmm. go away and nobody asks about what happens to them and then new population comes in and takes their shoes they don't, and their don't, houses. Pe- don't pester in their personal <laughs> lives what their choices are of where they wind up going is none right. of your business right. don't ask about them it's just right. a happier place it's better it's a Whatever, better that's place. what you need to know maybe I, it's an eternal place a place where they can live forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And the end of tears. Uh, yes. Yes, the you. end of tears. Let me ask you this, Pat, because I'm with you. I hate this policy. Mm-hmm. I hate this policy because we always abandon the Kurds. the Kurds. Yeah, we did it three times in Iraq. Right. Uh, maybe four. We're doing it again here to the Syrian Kurds. Uh, what does it take? I don't know. More then, than Kurds, and, we and know then, that. Right. More than Kurds. If we could just get some way in there, we would be all right. Now, here's, <laughs> would be here's nice. the thing. We know that Turkey likes to murder people. 
Okay? They they don't mind a good genocide from time to time. Now, why are you saying that? I mean, that's only because a wild they've, statement. Only because they've done it. Okay. Um, so they're going to go in and they're going to move the Christians and the Kurds. Translation, genocide. Unless they're sending in moving vans, who knows? Maybe they show up with Turkish U-Hauls and they move the Turks to a nicer place. You know what? Is that possible? <laughs> you know what? The Germans did take all of those children in ambulances right. to a better place. To a better place. <laughs> to a better place. <laughs> right. It's, it, right. To me, it's shameful. And, you know, President Trump said he spoke to everybody. Did anybody ever say, yeah, we should withdraw right now? Right, well, that's the thing. I can't I, imagine it. I, I kind of feel like this... A policy like this comes down the same way Donald Trump references putting alligators in moats, which is I I ran on this. I've asked for it a million times. Every time I ask for it, you guys say I can't do it. I, now you've been saying that for so long. <clears throat> screw it, just do it. Yeah, and I think that's how these things come down. Now remember, but that fits into what George Bush told me. Remember George Bush in the Oval Office? He mm-hmm. said, "Look, the next guy and the guy after that, they're all going to see that they have no real options because they're going to get the same advice that I'm getting. Yeah, the same information. Yeah, too, same information. That advice. Right. So he's one of these guys who says, "Screw it, let's just do it." You know, and, and I think he does that again. You don't issue military orders on Twitter. That's not how it occurs. Which yeah. is why last time he tweeted about this, nothing happen. happened. Right, Mattis mm-hmm. left, but they didn't do the actual pullout that he said so, he was going to do. So until they until they actually do this, do, should we even react to it? I mean, last time they 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 said this, they said they were going to do this, they didn't even do it. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of there there could be a part of this that's Trump saying, "Look, I'm sick of waiting. I've been saying I want this done. I've got a year before I'm up for reelection. Mm-hmm. I promise to get this done. If for some reason he does lose, who knows what the next person does? I want this over with before I leave. Uh, if I if I happen to lose." Um, and here's the situation. Get it done or I'm going to pull them all out. And this is his way of motivating people to figure out some other way of doing it. Last this time it didn't the way, work. This is the way but, the restoring honor happened. This is the way restoring courage happened in oh, Israel. Oh, you've got your Trumpian aspects. Oh, we've I definitely do. all noticed. Because yeah, <laughs> what I do is when everybody says no, I just go on the air and say, we're doing this. And they're like, oh, crap. Let's <laughs> work out a way. To, yeah. Then they have to find a way. And mm, I, yeah. I do think that is it's just really part bad, of this. bad timing. No, bad. it is. Because I but want wait, the can we have another conversation? home as well. Right. Can we have another conversation? Another conversation. Mm-hmm. You're the president of the United States, and um, you truly believe that, because uh, I think you do, and I do. I don't know about Stu. He's still a little bit of a, neo, a neocon. But, uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't even being accused of that one. Uh, you don't spend enough time on Twitter. Mm. Uh, so here's the, uh, here's the thing. If I believe you believe, president believes, We've got to change our policies. We've got to stop getting entangled in everybody else's war. And we can't plant democracy in places where they don't understand it, nor do they want it. And we're not the world's policemen. Well, we got ourselves roped into this one, so we're there. Well, yes, we are. But maybe it's time to come home. Well, if we pull out, it'll cause a vacuum. Yes, it will. It will. But when can we pull out? How do you get there from here? Right. And so Mm -hmm. I think that the advice around the president is most likely you can't, Mr. President. You can't because of this and this and this. Well, okay. I'm just telling you, I'm going to pull out at some point. Where do give me away? Give me away. Nobody gives me away. 
well, okay, guys, I asked you six months ago. I asked for some plans. It's your job at the Pentagon to come up with some plans to get us out of there. I'm telling you, get us out of there. Yes, but Mr. President, the State Department and the Pentagon, they both think that this is, I don't care. I'm the president. Give me a plan. Mm -hmm. And when they don't give him a plan, that's when he says, goes on Twitter. Fine. We're out. We're out. I'm going to force the issue. Yeah, right. I think that's that's probably what happened. And look, he's and tell me what we right. I mean, yeah. I, I, right. this is part but of tell me gig. what we do. Do we fight their war? Do I, we fight another war? Do we get into a fight with Turkey? No, but Turkey doesn't want to fight with us either. So you just you take a stand and you say, no, yeah, we're I, not doing that. And what you're committing to here, right, is. This is happening. We're, if it, if it happens, to, we're not we're going back get in and out stop of your it. way, and you do what you will to he, the Kurds. He, you know, Trump tweeted about how he would put basically, seemingly put sanctions on Turkey if they did something bad, right? Like he would go to that route. I mean, that, that's probably our fallback, right? If they do something that he, you know, the president doesn't like, he's going to yeah, come after their economy work really well. Well, say so, you know they they've done some damage in Iran. They've mm-hmm. done so, you know they're they're not completely ineffective. But I mean, I, I think what you're saying here is like you just want to tell the Kurds, look, we're leaving. If you want to leave too, probably a good time. Mm-hmm. But if you want to stay, you're fighting your own battle. That's essentially what's happening here, right? Mm-hmm. It's essentially what happened. We'll we'll back you up on the on the financial stuff, but we're we're done with this now. And it's important to understand that the, our American troops in Syria are not fighting. on the front lines. They're not fighting these battles. You know, the Kurds really are fighting this war for us. Um, we are helping advise. We're helping with you know airstrikes. We're helping with you know tools and and resources. But we're not mm-hmm. really. It's not like our troops are con- under constant fire in Syria. No, and it's also important for our troops because Al- uh, not Al Qaeda, ISIS is is not dead and will come mm-hmm. back. Uh, and Iran is moving now towards the Mediterranean, and they've got fifteen thousand ISIS fighters in prisons right now what's going to happen to all of them when we pull out are they are they going to remain or are they going to be set free again I- eventually are those the only two are those the only two options well you could kill them okay so there's two out of the three i like <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm just saying i'm just saying all right our sponsor this half hour is realestateagentsitrust.com. Wouldn't it be great if everybody you did business with throughout your day would be consistently counted on to be on the up and up? If you didn't ever have to worry that any of these people with whom you had dealings with were going to be honest? To say nothing about being competent in the first place? Is it too much to ask? That is why we created Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name pretty much says it all. I've dealt with real estate agents before, and I've had very mixed success. I've had some good ones, and I've had some really, really bad ones. So what we did is we met with the 500 most influential uh, or, I'm sorry, successful real estate agents around the country as named by the Wall Street Journal. And met with many of them and spent really over a couple of years really getting to know them and asking them about how do we even find the right real estate agent as a person who doesn't know, just wants to buy or sell a house. How do you find them? Well, there is such a thing as best practices. Well, how do you find that person? Because not everybody in one real estate agency is going to be good. 
That's why we started realestateagentsitrust.com. If you want to buy or sell your house quickly and for the most dollar, um, all you have to do is go to realestateagentsitrust.com. You're looking for a new house. They'll help you find it. They're great listeners, and they're the best in the area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Find your new house or sell your house on time and for the most amount of money. It is realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenbeck Program. Chris in Idaho, welcome to the Glenbeck Program. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Hey, I was been listening to you talking about Trump and his statement pulling out of Syria this morning. And mm-hmm. as as much as I hate to admit it, and I understand the the the, the pain and suffering that's going to come from it, I've got to agree on on this one with him. Um, there, there's no, there is no exit strategy out of that area. There is no winning solution, and there never has been, and never will be. We're not the first ones over there that have tried to solve these problems. The, it's, it's an ideal, an ideological problem that's been going on for generations and generations, and they will continue to war. They will continue to fight against each other, and they will continue against any civilization or ideology that doesn't coincide with theirs and that's just the way of the world that is it's written in history yeah and i don't know i don't know that we stay there and keep spending our our money and and our blood and sending loved ones in there for a conflict that can never be won chris i i i think this is one of the more difficult positions uh and decisions that we have had to make if you are a a thoughtful person when it comes to war and what we're doing over there, here are people the Christians are going to be killed. Uh, I think what we we should concentrate on is getting those Christians out of there if we can, uh, and making sure that they're not. It's just not a mass genocide. Um, if there is a mass genocide, it it will be on. Um, this country's head in a way because they're telling us they're going to do that and people usually follow through on those kinds of promises thank you so much for your phone call you're listening to glenn back lines.com we have to get to Ellen DeGeneres and the Kanye thing today, um, because that is. Could you just put those two stories together for me and just hand them to me? Because uh, we got to do them uh, this hour. Because uh, there's something happening in America, and it's good. It's really good. All right, let me tell you about uh, debt consolidation. Uh, if you have debt, I urge you. 
to get out of debt. Get out as of much debt as you possibly can. Now that's going to be hard if you have high interest loans. If you have high interest rates on your uh, on your on your home, or if you have high interest rates on your credit cards, I mean it's double digits on credit cards, and that's only going to go up. If we go into a bad recession, credit card companies are going to go up with their interest rates, not down. How are you going to be able to get out of debt? Please consolidate that debt right now with AmericanFinancing.net. Go to AmericanFinancing.net, or you can just call them. I don't have their number, strangely, here. Uh, but you can, uh, oh, it's on the screen, 800-906-2440. Call them. It'll take about a 10-minute phone call. Explain your circumstances. They'll tell you whether or not they can help. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. AmericanFinancing.net. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Kanye, Ellen, Omar, and Trump. Whew. It's a motley crew, it is. All this hour, we begin in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The future is now. It really is right now. Everything that we've talked to you about it was going to come and happen. I mean, technologically as well as uh, spiritually and and politically. It's all taking. It's all happening right now. The technology that we have would have blown my mind. I would have said there's no way this could have happened when I was a kid. We live and breathe in a network of communication and information. It's a brave frontier and a fun place. But it is also very, very dangerous. Cybercrime is a monster that was unheard of when I was a kid, and now it rears its ugly head and strikes from all directions all the time. This is why you need LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity thefts and keeps you informed if and when someone out there is trying to get a hold of or sell your information online. If there's a problem, their U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. So don't let somebody steal your information. Get LifeLock today. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own. Act now, and for a limited time, you'll get 30% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or visit lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 30%. I've never seen that offered by them before, and that offer expires October 6th, so don't wait. Join now at lifelock.com, promo code BECK. All right, all right, stop the music, and uh, let's get our Omar report. Elon Omar. Elon Omar. Elon Omar. Elon Omar. U.S. Representative Elon Omar suggested yesterday that the press and her political foes are partly to blame for the demise of her marriage. I wonder what the other parts are. That Anyway, Ilan and Ahmed have been the object of speculation and innuendo from political opponents and the media. She doesn't mention her brother here. How does he feel? 
This has taken a significant toll on Ilan, Ahmed, and their three children. As with all marriages, including all three of hers, this is intensely personal and a difficult time for their family. Just like any family navigating this kind of transition, Elon wishes to have the privacy, their privacy respected for themselves and their children and will not be commenting on anything any in the future. Hmm. So nothing new to be No, she somehow is the one person on earth who can avoid commenting to media about a pending story. Everyone else has to give comments. Everyone else has yeah. to it's a big story when they don't. But yeah. for Ilana Marsh, she gets to just keep rolling through this with no answers to these questions about potential crimes. You know what? What broke up the other family? You know, the one she was having an affair with, the, the husband that was married? Was that the press, too? or was the, the press as well, was yeah. It? Yeah, press is causing a lot of her actions. Wow. Mm-hmm. Our political foes were responsible for that? Yeah, political foes. Were we the ones lighting the candle at the dinner between the two? Would you consider me a political foe? Probably. Yeah, yeah, I so, think so. Yeah, I made the reservations for their first Did date. Did you really? Yeah, Why would you restaurant. do that? I just, I just, as a foe, oh my god, I had a real, uh, I had a real Jeez. incentive to break up their marriage. So. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting. I got that you the were best involved table in, that. in the restaurant. Really? I ordered a nice bottle of champagne. I shouldn't have done it. I, I shouldn't have done it. It's my fault. Man, my, my uh, their marriage breaking up is my fault. See, and I'm glad to hear you say that because I thought breaking up the future marriage with the boyfriend she's been right. cheating on yeah i thought i have to take that one on me oh my gosh you're yeah. kidding me no we've been you know sleeping together we haven't been doing anything but we've been sleeping together y- you and ilan omar really yeah yeah well you know i guess i was reading her history here you know mm-hmm. she got married to this guy her, the one she's breaking up yeah. with in 2002 uh-huh. but the re- union was not l- recognized legally right the couple had two children together and separated in 2008 she then married someone else in 2009 then it was official in and, 2000- that was a that was a christian marriage a christian marriage yeah, even though she's not a christian right. then they reportedly split in uh-huh. 2011 he uh-huh. returned to the uk she'd never seen him again except for all the times they interacted on social media right but then they weren't legally divorced until 2017 they reconciled with this past husband in 2012 mm-hmm. and then stayed together, then got married officially in 2018. Uh, no, sorry, divorced 2017, married 2018. 18, which yeah. leads you to was believe that a that Muslim she, marriage? That was, I don't know. I think that was. Okay. I think that was. She's as nuts a girlfriend as you'd think she'd be, yeah. right? Like, that's what you get from this stream of events. And, and the least, well, the least. See, the this thing is, I would come to expect least would be her dating you next, and I was well, saying no, that's no. happening. No, no, look it, look it. This is a, you're a foe of hers. You're a foe of hers. Right. So you see it that way. Yes. You see a woman who's flighty and is, uh, you know, the bee flying from flower to flower to flower. Right. You know, or mm-hmm. the flower flying bee to bee to bee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's not that's that's not the way it is. Mm-hmm. She's just super super religious. So she had a Muslim marriage. Right. She's had a Christian marriage, mm-hmm. and we're talking now about a Hindu marriage. So, but neither of you are. Alan Omar makes sense. Yeah, and we are not going to be serving steak. We will not be serving steak. That's good because yeah, it would you no not, it would not get you. a good reception at a Hindu no. marriage. You will like this one. You'll like this one. There you go. No uh, steak. Super vegetarian uh, mm-hmm, wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Hindu Hindu. We prefer to call it Hindu. Right. Yeah, yeah, yes, right. I didn't. I didn't mean the name of the religion was vegetarian. Yeah. Please lay off her because she's a sweet, sweet lady who just it takes her takes her Muslim faith so seriously. You know that she advocates for Sharia law uh, and has a 
you know, a Christian marriage, even though her <laughs> husband that she's marrying is well, her brother, but also a Muslim uh, and uh, and now Hindu, Hindu marriage. So the stability is uh, is questionable for someone who's leading us to a multi trillion dollar spending future. I don't I'd rather Hans have doesn't mean anything just because she can't right. stay loyal. Well, it's one way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but it doesn't seem like she has this stuff squared away. It's a, it's a, she's a, she's, she's interesting. I mean, I, I is she, she's a, she's an interesting, yeah, I, I think she's interesting. I'd like to pronounce it dangerous. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's a I, I like your, it's is a, that Southern, it's a, it's That's a Western. Southern, you were born in the West. Uh, it's a Seattle version of interesting <laughs> is pronounce we pronounce it, dang- it dangerous. Wow. Yeah. To- oh, yeah. Really different. Well, Seattle Hindu, you know. It's like tissues and Kleenex, kind of. Exactly you know, right. It's exactly one, right. One is just a, a little different than the other. So I, it wouldn't be as big an issue if she weren't potentially on the hook for crimes that she's committed and will not answer for. Mm. But also, apparently shaping our future as the face of the Democratic Party. Mm. It's like, hey, who can we put up there? What mm. about that girl from the Maroon 5 video? She sounds like a good <laughs> choice good. to lead the nation. Right. Let's she's put her good. On there. Yeah, it's interesting uh, that she doesn't have to answer for any crimes, and neither does the DNC. You know, the the, the press is really fascinating, uh, and I don't know if anybody's picked up on this, but you can have actual documents, you know, like we do on have on Ilana Mar, and let's say the DNC, Joe Biden, uh, Ms. Chalupa, uh, and uh, and others in Ukraine, and yet. The press doesn't seem interested in it. Have you noticed that? Hmm. And so they don't have to answer any questions. I'm just wondering if there's a higher authority uh, than the press that uh, might want to take this up themselves. Well, do you have some information on that? I don't. I don't. I'm just saying. You're just asking. I'm just asking. Is there someone, maybe in Washington, that might want to? I mean, you don't have any power in the House, but in the Senate, you do. The problem with that, though, is there need to be something that they could watch on YouTube that would kind of distill the information for them. We have that information. Yeah, we have that video. It's available now. And tonight we're even adding something new to it. Uh, Tonight on TV, we're going to take a further look into the whistleblowers. um, And the whole the whole, uh, you know, entire impeachment inquiry. Nothing, nothing is as it seems. Last Thursday, we showed you everything the Democrats had been doing in Ukraine to get a baseline. The entire episode is available on YouTube. Also, uh, for Blaze subscribers, you can see the entire thing at uh, Glenn Beck. Uh, I'm sorry, at uh, BlazeTV.com. But tonight at five o'clock, we're going to take a close look into what started this whole thing. That darn whistleblower report. Now, nothing about this report is usual. From the absolute very beginning, this process has been tainted by partisanship. And I'm going I'm to show you first how a whistleblower report should go and then how this whistleblower report did go. Chalkboards are needed because they don't resemble one another. Uh, we're also going to show you the facts on the law firm that is now representing both the original whistleblower and now the second one that has recently come forward. And it, what's weird is um, one of these guys was involved in a uh, was involved in a, a movement right after Donald Trump was elected. 
I mean, the odds that he would find the whistleblower is just astronomical. We will give you the facts, and nothing but the facts, tonight at 5 p.m. You don't want to miss that. Uh, so you're saying that there's a possibility that maybe some of this stuff gets looked into further. Maybe you should expand on that. We have a couple minutes here. Maybe you could talk about the, the potential. There's a viewing, a viewing party in Washington. So I want to talk to you uh, here about um, anything but that. Communist China. Hmm. The latest on communist China. Hmm. So the NBA is uh, it, it's, it's, it's kind, of, kind of interesting how this is all coming undone. People are starting to see these corporations for who they are. Remember, they care about you. They care about the little people. They care about the, uh, about the downtrodden. They don't care about anybody who's in an internment camp in China. They don't care about anybody in Hong Kong. Certainly doesn't seem like it, no. the way they're acting. Well, no, they don't. I mean, uh, Adam Silver is their commissioner, and he came in right before. Remember the Donald Sterling mess with the tapes, the, the Los Angeles Clippers racist tapes oh, yeah, that yeah, came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came in right before that and was pretty decisive with it and won over everybody almost immediately. So he's had a pretty easy road through his run as NBA commissioner. This really feels like a massive misstep, though. They completely, I think, misjudged what the American people would think about this. On the on the right, for sure, but the, on the left, too. I mean, look, there are a lot of people who disagree with us on what the tax rate should be that think the human rights abuses in China are a really freaking big deal. And they have come out with this vigorous defense of the Chinese government for some reason— Obviously, it's financial uh, and it's business related. And then they've come out with these horrible statements. They've shut down the uh, uh, you know big GM over one statement about supporting Hong Kong. And they brought out a statement yesterday. It was a disaster. It was not received well. It was, it was not a good job. They've now had a mulligan on this. They decided to release another statement. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, it's incredible. I recognize our initial statement left people angered, confused, or unclear on what, who, uh, who we are or what the NBA stands for. Let me be more clear. When you have to release a second statement that begins with that, you're already down. You're, you can see the done. trouble. They feel it there. Mm-hmm. They feel it at the Good. NBA. Let them feel it because they deserve to feel it on this. Over the last three decades, the NBA has developed a great affinity for the people of China. That has nothing to do with the story. Okay? The, the idea that the, Ch- the Chinese government is cracking down on the citizens of Hong Kong has nothing to do with a regular person living in another part of China. And the NBA is trying to conflate these two, so it looks like Daryl Morey, the GM who initially started this, is being mean to the average citizen of China by saying stand well, with Hong because Kong. That's the not av- what he's doing. The average citizen of China is, is under uh, extreme propaganda. So the average person in China thinks that mm-hmm. the Hong Kong people are actually terrorists. Right. They think they're a separatist movement, right. which they're, you know, they're and not. By the way, Hong Kong is part of China. So I guess these would be Chinese citizens at least very soon. <laughs> yeah. So if you love all Chinese citizens, why are you standing against those citizens who actually are now saying, hey, I'd like to have freedom of speech and freedom to, uh, you know, follow the dictates of my own conscience? Yeah. Where's that? Uh, yeah. Where, where's the where's love for that? those people? No, it's just it. You know, look, it comes to the business relationship. We got to get to this whole this whole statement because it's insane. Okay, we'll get to it in just a second. And I want to show you how this is all falling apart. 
these companies are going to pay horrible, horrible price. You're on the wrong side of history. Everything you listen to these days, your phone, your watch, your car, your your Amazon Echo, your Alexa, playing the music. You're listening to them. They're listening to you. Your toaster, if it's not yet, as soon as it has a chip, it will be listening to you. Most people have just accepted this as the new norm, but it gives me the, the heebie-jeebies. Now, does it do the same thing for you? People are harvesting your information all the time. Now, if you're worried about that at all, have you thought about your computer? How much information is missing from your computer that, you know, you're never going to see it missing? They're just mining it every time you're using your Wi-Fi. That's why you need Norton Secure VPN. A VPN is a virtual private network that uses bank-grade encryption to hide your online activity, and it creates a secure tunnel for the information that you send and receive online so cyber criminals can't see what you're doing online when you're connected to Wi-Fi. It also works to protect you from companies that want to track you and your browsing activities. You just install it, you log on once, and you let it run in the background. Get Norton Secure VPN and browse privately. Secure your connections today. Just go to Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN. Protection starts at three thirty three a month for the first year with annual enrollment. That's Norton.com slash VPN. Terms and conditions do apply. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. All right, so he says we have no problem with the Chinese people. Right, it's a BS argument. They go on to say this. They go on to a bunch of like, look, we understand they have different systems, and we understand the diversity, blah, 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 blah. Then they go this. Um, it is inevitable that people around the world, including from America and China, will have different viewpoints over different issues. You see, there's good people on both sides of this one, Glenn. Good people yeah, no, on the Chinese not. government communist side. No, 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 they're not. What? No, no there's not. good people on the people that killed 60 million no. um, people. The, there's some good people in that government. You know what? You know, some... you know, Jesse Owens, you know what Jesse Owens said? Not that. <laughs> okay, that's what <laughs> that's in the documentary. That's in the documentary. He's like, I'm he not going to didn't say, say that. <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> um, uh, so we'll have different viewpoints on different issues. It's not the role of the NBA to to adjudicate those differences. Well, what the hell has been going on the last couple of days? You've been releasing statements demeaning uh, your own play, your own star general manager's uh, uh, opinions. You've had the multiple teams come out. You've uh, you've pushed this side of the argument so far. You're now forced to release another statement. The NBA will not put itself in a position of regulating what players, employees, and team owners will or will not say on these issues. Uh, we, excuse me. We simply could not operate that way. What That's what you are operating that way. What has the last few days been? All it's been is about the NBA pressuring. Now, they maybe the, we will not do it overtly. We'll do it behind the scenes. That's a good <laughs> statement there, Adam. I mean, this is blatantly this is what they're doing. This is horrible. They've harassed this guy, Maury, to not only withdraw his support for Hong Kong, but to basically say, yeah, I was wrong. China's right. Now, that's a whole other statement on Maury and his backbone, but come on here. This is ridiculous. So let me go to South Park. Uh, another way to go. Mm. Here's South Park. Uh, they did an episode on China. Watch. This is all wrong. No, it's good, kids. They're loving it. 
Yeah, but I can't sell my soul like this. I want to get away from that farm more than anything. But it's not worth living in a world where China controls my country's art. What? I don't care how many people you have. I've got something in me that just won't let me be a part of all this. Yeah, whatever it is, I've got it too. Yeah. I want to be proud of who we are, guys. And anybody who would betray their ideals just to make money in China isn't worth a lick of spit. I mean, hello. This is before the controversy, by the this way. This is every movie studio in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. This is we down the the NBA. It, it, the NBA, the the NFL does this with other countries. They're all doing it. Vans, the tennis shoe vans. They had a support Hong Kong protesters shoe. They're pulling it now. They're pulling it. Okay. So what did South I, Park I would be do? fascinating to see if China came out more overtly for a, a vaunted liberal cause, against a vaunted liberal cause. Like if they came out overtly against gay marriage or something, I would, I would love to see that play out. Because I, these companies, I believe they're not, well, you should look this I'm up. I'm sure they're not in support. I'm, they're not supportive of gay marriage or gay people or homosexuality. I'm pretty sure. But I mean, when the, when Charlotte is in a state that passed a law that said transgendered people need to go to the bathroom of their birth gender, that terribly restrictive law in, in public, they pulled the all-star game out of the city of Charlotte because of this. And yet, sickening. In China, we're talking about millions of people who are political prisoners, and you're supporting their government over one of your own employees who barely even did anything. Let's be clear here. Not like he's leading an organization who's over in Hong Kong rescuing people. He he put up a tweet, and it wasn't. He didn't even write the tweet. It was a screenshot of somebody else's tweet. Here's what I like. Matt Stone and Trey Parker from South Park. They said, like the NBA, we welcome the Chinese censors into our homes and into our hearts. We, too, love money more than freedom and democracy. (laughs) President Z doesn't look like Winnie the Pooh at all. Tune into our 300th episode this Wednesday at 10. Long live the Communist Party of China. May autumn sorghum harvest be bountiful. Mm. We good now, China? You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right. Uh, Every economist has one thing in common. None of them have a crystal ball that can tell the future of the market. The good news is, is that gold is at a six-year high. Lower interest rates and easing of monetary policy has helped both gold and silver to rally, and these things have always been a good hedge against inflation and even disaster. So it never hurts to have some of your money in gold, which is why I use Goldline. Recession or no... You should have your financial house in order, and I recommend that you have at least 10% of your portfolio in gold, and the only company I trust is Goldline. You might have heard this commercial over and over for a long period of time and gotten used to it. Don't. Something is on the financial horizon, and it's not good. Please consider taking some of your money out of you know your 401k or whatever, transferring it over into a gold line, the gold line IRA. You can also, if you think, I don't have enough money for gold, you do. They have their accumulation special. It's get started at $100 per month, and you can have something that is worth real value. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. 
Go to blazetv.com, use the promo code Glenn, and save 10 bucks off your subscription. Do it now. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. BBC investigation of Wikipedia has found that communist China is manipulating the supposed online encyclopedia, uh, uh, Wikipedia. Um, they are engaging in mass edits. The investigation found more than 1,600 edits on 22 political sensitive topics, such as Taiwan and the Hong Kong protests. Of course they're doing this. They have... They have buildings full of people that all they're doing is trying to influence us. You know that there's one building, what is it, uh, 150,000 square feet, an office building in uh, Beijing, that the only thing they do there is try to hack our Pentagon servers? I mean, uh, who thinks that China is a good friend of ours? Uh, these, these, These companies... You've got Google and Facebook helping them, helping them track, helping them edit the news, helping them block people from getting the truth in China. You have Apple building all their stuff over there. And and by the way, Apple also just uh, banned the little emoji of the Taiwanese flag uh, because, uh, you know, China didn't like it. So they banned that little emoji. If you're in, where is it? Hong Kong. Uh, Taiwan or Macau, right? Taiwan or Macau. So you can't you can't use that. Um, Unreal. You have the NBA absolutely folding. What what are we what are we doing? We think that these are our friends. They're not our friends. In fact, here's the latest: women who have survived China's concentration camps for Muslim ethnic minorities have reported widespread rape forced abortions and forced sterilization and other extreme sexual human rights atrocities. Speaking to the Washington Post, the women echo the experiences of others who have escaped the estimated thousands of concentration camps built in China. Um, The majority of the one to three million people trapped in these camps are believed majority to be Uyghurs. Others have uh, survived, have been able to use their marital status, uh, status as citizens of Pakistan or other neighboring countries to place pressure on Beijing to release them. But Pakistan isn't their friend either. Pakistan, because they have this new trading highway that's coming out of China, Pakistan wants the business. And so they're looking the other way on all of these Uyghur camps. They don't care. These companies, I think, are, I've known this for a long time, they're on the wrong side, and oh my gosh, are they going to pay a heavy, heavy, heavy price. In what way? I think they're going to be viewed as... Too much money weighs their yachts down? Is that what you're worried about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be viewed in the end as Nazi collaborators. I think that they are going to be so, I mean, look at... Look what they're doing. They're shutting people up here in the United States with a different opinion, right? 
there um it, you if you talk to somebody that that you disagree with and that the the social justice warriors disagree with you have to be shut down these companies are doing that right now they're part of the social justice movement that shines coming off the social justice movement i want to play two examples first here is ellen from yesterday ellen degeneres she was uh this weekend with uh george w bush in jerry jones uh skybox here in dallas texas watching the cowboys well people went crazy (laughs) on her crazy the social media just tore her apart here's what she said listen but during the game they showed a shot of george and me laughing together and uh so People were upset. They thought, why is a gay Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative Republican president? Didn't even notice I'm holding the brand new iPhone 11. And, um, <laughs> but a lot of people were mad, and they did what people do when they're mad. They tweet. And, uh, but here's one tweet that I loved. This uh, person says, Ellen and George Bush together makes me have faith in America again. Listen to the applause. And, um, You're not hearing that on The View, are you? I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay that we're all different. For instance, I wish people wouldn't wear fur. I don't like it, but but I'm friends with people who wear fur. And I'm friends with people who are furry, as a matter of fact. I have (laughs) friends who should tweeze more. And I I have... (laughs) But just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone doesn't matter okay now let me give you a second example here's kanye west he's done another one of his sunday services the crowds are diverse and massive massive (laughs) and it's hard to understand but listen to him here that's the republican party Because I chose my right in America. We got the right, right? We got our own right to our own opinions, right? But Trump might tell me because of my color who I'm supposed to pick as the president. You black, so you can't like Trump. I ain't never made a decision only based off my color. That's a form of slavery. Mental slavery. That's a form of slavery. So you have now two people pretty popular that are coming out and they're not sitting down they're not sitting down this is the new wave that is coming this is the beginning of the pendulum swinging the other direction people do not like this uh, hyper partisanship where everything is political they don't like it and there is a freight train coming and these companies don't see it mm. they don't see it I, going to the ellen thing here for a second beyond the fact that it's a nice moment that i like yeah you know i like the fact that this stuff can happen and she's mm-hmm. so good at it but you have to remember that in our society over the past 20 years uh, has there been someone who has been more persuasive culturally than ellen no think of when she's you know her she comes into our public eye and she's the she winds up you know she becomes a star in the, on her own show she announces that she's gay 
And the initial reaction is like, you know, not necessarily overwhelmingly positive. It wasn't um, but bad. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. You know, people yeah. liked her. So yeah. they, they, but then she started kind of doing the show and it was all about that. It, you know, it seemed to be that was the focus of every episode and people kind of got didn't weren't really into it. And that's hang on just a second. That is where I think America still is. Look, I don't mind you. I yeah, don't yeah. care. Just uh, don't. Can you not make it about everything? Right. But what did she do? She could have gone the activist route after that, I think, yeah. and and made a case and probably been very popular and raised lots of money for liberal causes by coming out and saying, they shut my TV show down because blah, blah, blah. Instead, she's been friendly with everyone. I mean, she, you know, her show has, we've had charity auctions uh, here where her show has donated like free passes to go see it. She's She's done all sorts of things to make Her sh- producers have reached out to... Uh, people on this program many like i mean it's it's not they're, a they're not they're not the buzzsaw and they're trying they're presenting themselves as human beings who are likable mm-hmm. and that is and over time you've seen i mean just look at the numbers on on the the issue you'd think she'd care about gay marriage has become gone from an issue where it was in you know in the 90s it was about 20 percent and now it's about 60, over 60% popularity. Now, I'm not saying Ellen's obviously completely responsible for that, but her approach has been far more effective than these activist groups. And there's something there for us to learn, too, right? In that not just is it a nice moment, it also works. It's mm-hmm. persuasive. Mm-hmm. People, When people like you, they tend to agree with you more. Mm-hmm. And if we wind up just being a group of people who, you know, who have great arguments but everybody hates... It's not going to be, it's, it's not effective. We, you know, it's tough because I think a lot of times we get into that sort of day-to-day back and forth of whatever issue is out there today. We have to win that and we have to fight. And we, you know, look, you've got to stand up for what you believe in. But how you do it is important too. And if you look at the long term, if you take a longer term approach, not just winning today's tweet battle, you wind up, I think, doing things differently and over a longer period of time can actually you know, win these battles and make real change and, and look, do what you can do. You can't, you're not going to win every one of them, but I think to put the best face possible on the things you believe in, you actually have to put on, you know, the best face you have possible. I think we're at the beginning of something. And I think the left, if they're smart, will um, hijack it eventually, uh, make it their idea. But I think they are so far gone. I don't know if that's going to happen. Can I give you one more example of this yeah. real quick? The, what is almost a, probably the most effective video we've seen in years happened last week was the the video of the kid who was on the yes, stand. His yes. brother was murdered, uh, killed by a cop. It was she was you know convicted of murder. Mm-hmm. Um, who went into the wrong apartment after going on a long day of duty, and afterwards she said he said I look I don't even want you to go to prison. Um, I don't I I I I love you. I want the best for you, and I, I hope you look to Christ. And can I give you a hug? And then he came down and he gave the person who killed his brother a hug. Uh, And then the judge came down and they all hugged. And it was like an incredible moment, right? Was that more effective or was the reaction from activists more effective? Listen to this. The moment of compassion where the judge came down off the stage and gave him a hug um, was fiercely debated in the days after the trial. Some praised it as a rare and much needed moment of humanity. Others criticized it as a potentially unconstitutional act and wondered whether a black defendant would receive similar attention in the criminal justice system. Now, of course, they, you know, point out that the judge was black. (laughs) So I don't know exactly. 
Uh, and then you get this. It was way out of bounds, said Andrew Seidel, a lawyer with the Freedom From Religion Foundation, which filed a complaint against the judge in Texas with the State Commission of Judicial Conduct. The group argued that Judge Kemp's decision to preach the Bible violated the First Amendment because he, she, handed, uh, she gave him a, a Bible. Who wins that? Which side? Christian. Of course, right? Way more effective than the angry response that is just like, I don't, like, this is a clearly a good moment. These are moments that you should celebrate and try to replicate, not come at, come down on the other side. That's why I think this uh, approach to the impeachment is so important. Yeah, I think um, so too. The one we have is not defending anybody, not getting into anybody's face. It's just, hey, here are the facts. Here are the facts. This is what Obama did. This is what Chalupa did, working with the um, uh, with the embassy and the DNC. This is how the um, people that went to jail in the Ukraine were convicted for interfering with our election on behalf of the DNC. Just Donald Trump doesn't need to be mad. He really doesn't. He just needs to explain exactly what happened. Uh, when it comes to the other side and look, I don't, I don't, you know, look, if, if you were grossed out by what the president said, okay, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. If you thought that it was illegal, well, let's talk about that. Let's, we should look at that. We need more. But, I don't see it yet, but I can give yeah, you more information. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. see it, but okay. We'll talk about that. I want to make sure that we turn over every stone, but in doing so, you got to kind of turn over every stone and look at this. The ones that we don't have whistleblowers on, we have the actual facts and they still, they still uh, are not all of the facts. There's still stuff that's happening and have happened in Ukraine that we don't have, but no one will do the investigation on. You don't have to be angry. You just have to state the facts. That's what that guy did. I don't want any kind of harm to come to you. I know your life will be changed if you take Jesus in your heart. And I just, I love you, and, I, and I'm sorry that this happened to you, but I want you to know there's a pathway out. That's all he's saying. Those are the facts. We can stick there. But we got to be solid on the facts. You can't do what the left is doing. You can't be uh, boycotting people because of bathrooms and then saying, hey, everybody, shut up. China is a good place mm. when they're they're exterminating people. It, it doesn't work. You'll have no credibility. And I think this is going to come to an end uh, when it starts. I think it's going to come crashing down quickly. When I heard about Simply Safe's video verification team, my mind immediately went to the same place that yours probably uh, does. Uh, I immediately thought, "Ooh, I don't like the idea of cameras. Who's watching those cameras?" Well, I called up Simply Safe. <laughs> they are just like you and me. They are people that um, think like you and I think uh, when it comes to cameras. I, I, I'm talking to the guy who's the He's the head guy. He's the, the creator of Simply Safe. He said, Glenn, I thought the same thing. He said, I don't want those cameras in my house. I want to know when they're on and off. And he said, you know, you can put a little red light on that, but nobody who trusts that. You know, you know that Apple and everybody else is watching you. This has a, a metal 
plate that comes down in front of the lens. And so you hear when it opens and when it closes. And, you know, if you're watching your front door, the time that it opens and closes is when somebody is trying to come in. If you've got it on the back of the house, that's the only time it opens is when something moves and it shouldn't be moving in the middle of the night or the middle of the day. Simply safe. They've they're keeping you safe in more ways than one. Go to simplysafebeck.com and get a free HD security camera when you order. It's free. It's a hundred dollar value. You have eyes on your home twenty four seven and video evidence if somebody tries to get in. Your free HD security camera is waiting now with your system at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Tonight at 5 o'clock, we have more on the impeachment. Actually, we're concentrating on the whistleblowers tonight. Something's really not wrong, uh, really not right. We have a chalkboard on it. Brand new. You don't want to miss it. 5 o'clock only on the Blaze TV. Up next, you know, everybody's singing the praises of China. Should you be? We have somebody who has looked into China deeply and will explain just what China is really up to. We go there next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. We have uh, Bill Gertz on. I don't think we've had Bill Gertz on for a while. Uh, yeah. He is a um, he's a. Uh, a great author, um, and he's written a new book called Deceiving the Sky, uh, and it is all about China, and I just don't think there's a better ch- time for this book to um, be talked about than right now, because people don't understand the threat that China poses. They have two goals, China 2020 and China 2025, and uh, neither of those goals are good, and I think you need to understand that. And Bill has taken a, a a deep look into what is happening in China and how we got there. And President Trump seems to be one of the only people that have been willing to take on China. We talk to Bill Gertz next. These companies and organizations uh, like the NBA and the way the NBA has come out and just kissed the butt of uh, China is not only disgusting, but I think they're going to be remembered as um, as enablers or, um, you know, allies of war criminals. You know, these these companies like Krups uh, that and IBM that 
actually aided the Nazis in what they were doing. There are a lot of companies that are going to wake up, I think, shortly and find out, "Uh uh-oh, we're on the wrong side. America, do not fall into that trap. You need to understand the enemy that China really is. There's a new book out called Deceiving the Sky by Bill Gertz. He has a very clear look at who these people are over in China and what their goals are and how eh, it might pose a problem for us in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, I'm a big proponent of uh, fiscal responsibility. So let's say you're interested in buying a house right now. Could be a good investment for you if you're prepared for the responsibility. But let's say you're in a position where you have enough money saved to afford the monthly mortgage payments, but not enough cash available for the down payment. This is where we have gotten ourselves into trouble before because people will go to banks who are hungry to loan you money because they'll make money. Uh, Don't do that. Don't do that. Go to American financing. Maybe you can afford it. Maybe you can't, but they're going to tell you the truth because they're fiscally responsible and you will be too. What you need is uh, just to pick up the phone and and spend 10 minutes with American Financing at 800-906-2440. They're salary-based mortgage consultants. They don't pressure you or have upfront fees that you have to pay. They just build custom loans to fit your needs, including options for as low or as little as $1,000 down or even less. American Financing. If you need to discuss options of refinancing your mortgage or credit card debt or to buy a new home, America, American Financing has you covered from coast to coast. American Financing at 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Bill Gertz, national security columnist for The Washington Times, senior editor at The Washington Free Beacon, and has been with The Times since since 1985, author of uh, six books, four of them national bestsellers. Uh, he has really done his homework on China, and there couldn't be a better time for this book to be coming out. Welcome to the program, Bill Gertz. Hi, Glenn. Great to be on the show. Yeah, great to have you. Uh, so, Bill, first of all, I have to ask, the title of the book is Deceiving the Sky. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, it's, uh, it comes from ancient Chinese strategy. The, the Chinese communists today are, despite being communists, are steeped in ancient strategy. And this dates to, everyone is familiar with Sun Tzu, the guy who said, the acme of skill is defeating your enemy without firing a shot. Well, there's also a book from the same period called The 36 Strategies. The first of those is Deceive the Sky to Cross the Ocean. And it's a story about a Chinese general in this warring states uh, period where he had to convince the emperor to go to war to a navy, neighboring province. And basically, he deceived the emperor into getting onto a boat and going across. And the emperor had to decide, does he turn back or go to war? He goes to war. So the, the, the meaning behind this is that for to defeat your enemy, you must be willing to deceive the sky. And in China, the emperor is considered God. So you have to even deceive God in order to achieve your goals. And this is exactly what communist China is doing today. 
boy, between Islam and uh, and China, everybody seems and Russia, everybody seems cool with lying uh, to get their way. And unfortunately, I think we're adopting many of those uh, strategies. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, I was going to say deception is the key to understanding the threat from China. Um, they are steeped in deception. They've deceived us for the last 40 years into thinking they're not a threat, that they're a benign power, and that if you just be nice to them, that they'll turn into this uh, free, open society. It was it was a gamble that totally failed. Now we've got this uh, emerging uh, semi-superpower that wants not only to rule the world, but in order to do that, to defeat the United States. I, I find what's happening with our corporations today terrifying, terrifying. They know what this country is. They know what they're doing, especially the tech companies. They know exactly what China is doing. And it seems the almighty dollar is, is greater than anything else to these people. Well, I think uh, we've seen that in the NBA, the craven NBA appeasement of China, where they basically said that they were uh, going to first one of their executives promoted democracy in Hong Kong. And then the entire uh, NBA kowtowed to Beijing. And, and it's just horrible. This is the future if we don't push back against communist China. All right. So explain to people who are like, ah, China, it's not so bad. Explain why we should care about them. Well, um, like I said, we've had this 40-year gamble that if we just engage with China and trade with China, uh, that they'll become a benign power. And that's been an utter failure because the first thing in Deceiving the Sky, I focus a lot on communist ideology. I, I even have a chapter that goes into how communists lie. So lying is a key feature of their system. And they've lied about what their goals and aspirations are. And again, they see the United States as their main enemy. They have this massive conspiracy. They believe that there's a massive conspiracy by the United States and the West to contain uh, socialist, communist China. And I've tried to highlight in all of these areas, from ideological threats to financial threats to military threats to intelligence threats, it's across the board. I've been covering this for over 30 years, and it's just, like I say, it's becoming a greater threat every day. As Like I said, this NBA case is just a, an egregious example of uh, appeasement of this communist uh, dictatorship. So how are they specifically a threat to us? Well, uh, militarily, uh, they have said that they're developing weapons and capabilities uh, like cyber attacks and lasers that can do incredible damage to us. And like I say, I, I outline a scenario in the book where China could, this is a fictional scenario, where China could actually launch a global Pearl Harbor missile attack against all the ships in the U.S. Navy and just totally knock them out. So they're developing capabilities in preparation for a future conflict with the United States. Another alarming area is in the area of cyber. Uh, the U.S. intelligence agencies have detected that China has been engaged in a uh, uh, cyber attacks uh, across the board on uh, inside of our system. They're looking at uh, basically how to map our electric grids so that if uh, there's a crisis, they get inside of that grid and they shut down the electricity. You know, we have 16 critical infrastructures, transportation, electric, all that. But there, and when you come down to it, there's really only one critical infrastructure, and that's the electric grid. And we know they've been inside of it, mapping it and preparing for future attacks. Can I play devil's advocate, Bill? 
Sure. I hope we're doing the same thing to them. Well, I hope so, too. And I have not heard what we're doing, but the problem has been, and and again, that would be an intelligence function. Um, The U.S. government has been engaged in a massive intelligence failure related to China. And that failure is that they've underassessed it. I, I can remember back in 1999 going to the DIA and getting a briefing on the Chinese military. And then afterwards, uh, this colonel came in the room and said, the general would like to see you. It was uh, The general was the, the director of the DIA. And we sat down in a, a windowless conference room, and he said to me, he said, Bill, China is not a threat. And I was shocked. And I said, why do you why do you say that? And he said, well, because of their statements. And, well, it turns out that two years later, there was a Chinese spy working inside the Defense Intelligence Agency, and the general was reflecting those views. So this mm. is how China has influenced our, our views of, of their system. Talk to me a little bit about um, the the China 2025 and China 2020. One is internal looking, if I'm not mistaken, and the other is external, correct? Well, uh, <clears throat> there's, there's a number of different programs. The China 2025 was their economic program to basically corner the world market on all of the high technology areas, right. uh, most notably 5G. Uh, they have other programs here called the Thousand Talents Program, where they're, they're siphoning off and hiring scientists and others to go back to China and give them that expertise. And uh, after the uh, White House, under the Trump administration, revealed this China 2025 program, guess what? They decided, uh-oh, we better not talk about this anymore. We tipped our hand. Now the West knows what we're up to. So they kind of made a mistake in revealing that. And China 2020 is the control of their people, which I don't think people understand their social credit system here. I don't think you can't say, hey, we love China and uh, we just want to do business with China uh, and expect us to have an open and friendly relationship when they are really tracking and imprisoning their entire population. It's it's Hitler's dream system. It is a total, I I call it uh, high-tech totalitarianism. Um, I was in uh, in Beijing in June of 2018 with then Defense Secretary Jim Mattis, and I felt like it was an information desert. You couldn't access the Internet freely. You couldn't get social media. You couldn't go on Google and do searches that that we do so commonly every day. Uh, They are into total control. And again, this goes back to the uh, Clinton administration during the uh, the 90s, where uh, Clinton was a believer in unfettered engagement. He said, let's give them all this high technology. He said trying to uh, control the Internet would be like trying to nail jello to the wall. Well, the Mm -hmm. Chinese are very close to nailing jello to the wall Mm -hmm. in terms of controlling the Internet. And if I'm not mistaken, he was the first one to sell them a supercomputer. Well, it was across the board. I I, I like to point out to people that uh, under this engagement policy, one of the worst global security failures took place. And that was under Clinton. They decided we were going to share nuclear cooperation with the Chinese. So we sent our nuclear weapons laboratory Mm. scientists to China. They sent theirs to the U.S. And within a few short years, 
the CIA concluded that China, through espionage, obtained secrets on every deployed warhead in the U.S. arsenal. They then spread that technology to Pakistan, and then Pakistan further spread it through the AQ Khan nuclear supplier network uh, to North Korea, Iran, uh, Syria, and Libya. And we learned this in 2003 when we took down the Libyan nuclear program. There were Chinese language documents on how to make a small warhead for a missile. I can't think of a greater uh, disaster for U.S. and global security than uh, trading nuclear cooperation with the Chinese. So I want to I want to go to kind of what you're talking about at espionage, but it's espionage on a global scale. And here in America, I don't think people really understand how much they have stolen from us and what the ramifications are. We'll go there with Bill Gertz in just a second. The name of the uh, book is Deceiving the Sky. If you want to know what China really is, uh, you know, you happen to be playing ball for the NBA, you might want to pick this book up before you make an apology. All right. Take a cloth bag. Go outside. Find some nice rocks. Put them in the bag. Go home. Put that bag at the uh, top of your bed and try to take a nap. That's either that or take a bag and you put uh, a flat piece of cardboard in there and take a nap. That's what it's like with most pillows. After, oh, Especially over time, you're like, oh, I can't get comfortable. You have to try my pillow. It stays soft. It stays cool through the night. Best pillow I have ever, ever had. It's amazing. And now you can get discounts on all my MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. You'll see some amazing offers. Uh, they've got really, really, really great sheets, uh, by the way. But uh, you can get their buy one, get one free offer with the promo code BECK. That's buy one pillow and get another one free. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And if you pre-order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, your entire order is going to ship for free. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on MyPillow products, including the buy one pillow, get one free. It's uh, the promo code BECK that has to be entered at the end of the uh, phone call or the web session. Just enter the promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117 or go to MyPillow.com. We break for 10 seconds. So they have been uh, stealing technology from us uh, like crazy. Can you give us a highlight of of this? Sure. Yeah, first off, um, the uh, White House put out a report last year, and the title was China's Economic Aggression Against the United States. There was a big fight in the White House. The, uh, the pro-China traders said, oh, you, you can't say that. You can't say economic aggression. And they said, well, yes, we can. And one of the reasons was, as they outlined in this report, that China is obtaining between $250 billion and $600 billion annually in American intellectual property and Jeez. high technology. No nation can survive, especially when our economy is so wedded to the high-tech sector. So this is this gives you a sense of 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 how serious the problem is and it's not that they're stealing you know books from us they've always just taken i've got a chinese copy of harry potter that's not harry potter but it is harry potter 
Um, they don't care about things like that. But they are going even to places where you're building turbines and they didn't know how to build a turbine. And they'll say, OK, we'll buy these turbines from you. But one of our people has to be there to uh, to witness the whole thing. When they do, they hack into the site. They they take all of the technology, all the know how. And then they cancel. in this particular case. They canceled the contract on the turbines. Yeah, it's a it's unbelievable. The the uh, scope of the intellectual property theft and acquisition. I mean, it ranges from government secrets, and I highlight that in the book about how they stole the uh, C-17 uh, design information uh, worth $3.4 billion from Boeing, and then they went out and built their own uh, Y-20 uh, transport, the same, same thing. They also stole secrets on our fighter jets, um, so on the commercial side, again, it's it's, again, a staggering amount. Uh, Trump has done something very unique. Um, he has basically said, look, we're not going to allow this kind of theft to take place. And, and it was allowed to happen under successive Republican and Democratic administrations. Right. They looked the other way. They said nothing. And it continued to happen. So Trump is saying, uh, just like we did in the latter stages of the Cold War against the Soviet Union, when we blocked uh, Western and U.S. technology, uh, he's saying, okay, let's see what kind of a Chinese economic miracle can exist without stolen U.S. technology. And my guess is we're starting to see a, a kind of decline in the Chinese economy. So I think it's kind of working. I will tell you this. I, um, I'm big time against tariffs. But what he's doing in China, I generally agree with. Um, 5G uh, and Huawei is 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 potentially deadly to the West. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we are in a real national security race for this new technology. You know, the thing to understand about 5G, it's it's not just a jump from 4G to 5G as as the next generation. It's it's really a quantum leap in the ability to move information and data at, at ultra-high speeds. And that has a huge impact both commercially and for national security. If, 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 you, the, think of, if you think of 4G as being, because it is, it's a pipeline of information. If you think of that as a garden hose, um, uh, 5G is a garden hose the size of the channel. Exactly. Exactly. And and they're trying to corner the market on that. And the way they're doing that is, again, it's part of their strategy known as the Belt and Road. They're, they're working in underdeveloped nations to get those nations to buy into Chinese 5G infrastructure, which is like repeater cells and, and that kind of thing. And once they do that, they will have access to that data. Uh, the military is really scrambling to try and figure out a way to prevent China from cornering the market on 5G because it's going to have signif uh, a significant impact on the ability to do military operations anywhere in the U.S. or to defend the country against attacks if the Chinese control worldwide the 5G networks. And they control all of the information. They'll, they'll be able to hack anything if if their spine is where uh is where all of the information is is traveling on correct yes. it's it's both intelligence as well as the ability to uh cut off or stop the, the use of 5g if if they control the infrastructure for example they could cut off 5g the the, the military's use of 5g 
somewhere in the United States, which would, again, cripple us, just like they could cripple our satellites by firing missiles at maybe like a, a dozen or so satellites they could cripple. It. So these are the things they're doing. It's really a Cold War with China, and yet there's only one side waging it, and that's Beijing. Are we getting better with Trump? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's It's been a tectonic shift. Um, I point out in the book that early in president-elect held a meeting at Trump Tower early in, after he was elected, and he brought together all the top tech executives, and he asked them what their concerns were, and all of them said, you have to do something about China stealing our technology or we're not going to be able to survive. All right, more so in just a second. The, the name of the book is Deceiving the Sky Inside Communist China's Drive for Global Supremacy. The author is Bill Gertz. More in just a second. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So I love getting these notes in from uh, listeners who have have changed their life. Pam, uh, she's a listener of ours. She found herself in the position of not being able to sleep very well at night because she, you know, had to lay flat on her back staring up at the ceiling because if she rolled on her shoulders, she had shooting pains that started in her shoulder and radiated all the way down to her arms. I know exactly what she's talking about. And it's a hard habit to break because you've slept this way your whole life. Then she discovered Relief Factor. She was skeptical at first because she had tried a number of the pain relievers before and none of them worked. But she decided to give it a try. And the result? Well, she's now sleeping on her side again with little or no pain every single night. The relief Factor, the difference is, is not pay, all pain relievers don't work alike and, and not all pain, work, uh, 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 pain relievers work on everybody. But Relief Factor has already studied this. 70% of the people who take it, it does work. So unlike other pain relievers, they're like, no, you just got to take more. No, they're saying, take it. Take it for three weeks. If it doesn't work, it's not going to. But take it for three weeks because 70% of the people who take it, just like Pam, just like me, the pain goes away. It's relieffactor.com. Go there now, relieffactor.com. Our Chinese overlords have told me to tell you do not subscribe to blazetv.com and do not use the promo code Glenn to save yourself $10. Do not do it now. Welcome to the uh, program. We're talking to Bill Gertz. Uh, he has a, a new book all about China, Inside Communist China's Drive for Global Supremacy. It's called Deceiving the Sky. Uh, and I, I don't think people really understand what China is um, and what it is growing into. Bill, I, I had a question about intellectual theft, you know, it, prop, intellectual property theft. A, a big chunk of that is, you know, you guys talked about these real kind of overt actions of theft where they're taking things and stealing things and hacking and doing these uh, actions that are you know blatantly criminal but there's another big chunk of this which is essentially american companies agreeing to these standards to go over there to access this market and you know they china basically says hey if you want to come over here and sell your products well you got to give us that that, that that technology and a lot of american companies they complain about it to our government but they wind up doing it anyway I mean, isn't that a huge part of this problem? Absolutely. Uh, 
I, I have a friend who recently retired from a Fortune 500 company in China, American company, and he explained that the Chinese, you know, this is basically a country with no rule of law, but they exploit so-called law for their economic benefit. And mm -hmm. in one case, what they did over there was they, they passed a law that said all foreign companies must share their intellectual property and core information. And, uh, but the thing is, they never enforced it, and, but it was always there. And this guy said if they enforced it, no company could do business. They could not give up that intellectual property. But that shows you the kind of coercive measures and uh, quasi-legal efforts but that they use to gain uh, power over American companies. But is it coercive? Because these companies, for instance, Google is shameful, and so is Facebook. Google in particular, they just want access to the minds and the information. And so they're willing to do business with these guys because they want to mine that information. They want that their algorithms to get better. Um, and and they they're just going over voluntarily to do this. I mean, I think these guys are going to be remembered like Nazi collaborators in the end. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a huge problem. And again, it's it's a result of this legacy of unfettered engagement. The government was telling companies for decades, just don't worry about the threat from China. There's no threat. Just go invest over there. Um, again, that's changing. And uh, when the government uh, tells you that something's a threat, we're starting to see some of these companies pull out. Uh, but then again, it may be too late in the sense that they've already pillaged so much. Uh, in the case of Google, I highlight in the book how uh, Google was totally uh, craven in agreeing to develop a censored search engine for China so that China, again, it could contribute to China's high-tech totalitarianism to block uh, sites and uh, things that the Chinese did not want the Chinese people to see. And uh, uh, Vice President Pence gave a speech last October, uh, October of last year in which he said, Google should get rid of this. They shouldn't be doing this. Unfortunately, I think, and then Google was called before Congress and said, well, no, we're not doing this. But I think the damage has already been done and that they've probably hired many of the Google scientists who were developing this censored search engine known as uh, Dragonfly. So where do we stand with um, China, you know, this this trade war and this Cold War that we're having, uh, chi you know, China buys a lot of our stuff from our farms, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, we're really hurting there. China, they, you know, you never know what the truth is with China, but, uh, you know, they, they have, I saw a trend just yesterday that consumers are starting to use instant noodles uh, instead of actual noodles over in China, which is cheaper. So it shows that it maybe they're starting to hurt uh, down at the, uh, the the very bottom. They're building ghost cities. They printed, uh, some say, up to uh, $50 trillion in cash and put $25 trillion of that in their own uh, businesses. And then the other $25 trillion, apparently they put in U.S. stocks and bonds and, and things in the West. That can't be a sign of health. 
No, uh, and uh, there is there are growing signs of instability, uh, and and part of that is the actions of the current supreme leader Xi Jinping, who again is he's the president, he's the general secretary of the Communist Party of China, and he's also the head of the Central Military Commission, the the barrel of the gun, as Mao said, which controls the whole system, and he has made a major shift uh, up until 2012 when he took power. Uh, the guiding uh, watch phrase for China was outlined by Deng Xiaoping, the post-Mao uh, communist, who said, bide our time, build our capabilities. Well, under Xi Jinping, they're basically on the march. They're, they're, no, they're saying, well, we're still building our capabilities, but we're not biding our time. Uh, he's declared something called the China Dream, which is really the Communist Party of China nightmare, which is, again, to spread this totalitarian system throughout the world and, and mm-hmm. basically become the dominant superpower. And he's doing that in a, in a number of various ways, the most visible of which is this thing called the Belt and Road Initiative. And yeah. it's a multi-trillion dollar infrastructure project to, to take over these undeveloped countries. So where do we stand? Are, when we are looking to go to economic war, do we have a stronger hand? Do they have a stronger hand? Well, the battle is still underway politically within the Trump administration. You have uh, forces there primarily uh, aligned with uh, the Wall Street people that bailed out the Communist Party of China for many, many years. And they want to go back to those old appeasement policies, the, the, the false notion that if we just trade with China, everything will be okay. So there's still a battle going on. Um, that said, the strongest proponent for uh, protecting the American economy and advancing American interests is the president. And he's aligned himself with a, with a really good group of people that are, are taking action. Uh, the, the, uh, the trade representative, Lighthizer, uh, Peter Navarro at the White House, he does industrial policy, uh, Matt Pottinger, the deputy national security advisor. And on the pro-China side, you basically have uh, the Treasury Secretary, Steve Mnuchin, who's pushing, uh, again, to go back to the old appeasement-oriented policies. It remains to be seen. Uh, you know, Trump is, is the art of the deal. He, he could, you know, cave in if he thinks he's going to get a deal. But I can tell you this trade deal that they're working on is not going to go anywhere. Why do you say that? Well, uh, according to a senior administration official I talked to, he he explained to me uh, they had worked out in great detail a 150-page agreement with the Chinese. Uh, They reached it in May, and they were all set to sign it, and it covered things like cyber attacks, like currency manipulation, even the export of fentanyl into the United States, Mm -hmm. which – China is facilitating to exacerbate the opioid crisis. I think and, I think could I just say this and then you go back. I think they are doing what uh, the British did to the Chinese with the opioid war. I mean, the opium no, no wars. Question. No question. I think they're doing it to it. us. Revenge. Yeah, yes. No question. Well, this was included in this deal. And uh, the word is that they the Chinese took this to the senior Communist Party leaders and they said, we can't sign this agreement because it will be an admission that we had done all of these things. And so that's kind of where things are now. And now mm. both sides are trying to work out a partial deal or some kind of compromises. And the way it was explained to me is as long as uh, Trump holds out for uh, the real deal, 
nothing's going to happen in the near future. Hmm. But I, that's one of the things I think is fascinating about this, the trade war as an entity, because we have something here called elections, right? And, you know, <laughs> there they don't have to worry about that. So, you know, with the pressure of Trump maybe getting this deal done, it would help the economy probably. It would, it, you know, if we have a downturn yeah. next year in the middle of an election season, he's going to have a real incentive to get something done. But there's no incentive for the Chinese to come along at all on these things because they don't have to worry about an upcoming election. Yeah, you know, this is a really good point because back in October when Pence gave that speech, he talked about Chinese election meddling. And he basically, and it didn't get a lot of attention. Uh, obviously, Washington has been in near hysteria for two years or three years on Russian meddling in the 2016 election. But the real election meddling is by China. And he said the Chinese want a different president. Um, in the book, I quote a guy named Kevin Freeman. And I, I came across Kevin when he was working for uh, the Pentagon, and he did an unconventional warfare scenario. And he posited that what if a nation were to trigger an economic downturn like we saw in 2008? And of course, the Pentagon reacted. They, they basically uh, tried to uh, can his report. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very worried that the Chinese uh, in October or some type uh, in September of 2020 could try to trigger uh, an economic downturn that would have political ramifications for for uh, Trump. Kevin uh, actually works for uh, the Blaze yeah. uh, and does a show on the Blaze. I'm very yeah. familiar with him, and and I think he's spot on. I think he's spot on. And I think you're spot on on that. Um, just let me ask one last question: um, What does the world look like if America continues to bend over? and and uh, not draw a line in the sand with china what does america what does america and the world look like in 2030 uh to me it, it's a, it's not an america that i would want to live in it would be an, a, a, a totalitarian nightmare and i think we're seeing the first blushes of this with this nba controversy of how uh, mm-hmm. one of their executives supported democracy in china and the entire NBA just uh, prostrated itself in front of the Chinese in a bid to try and gain access to that market. Uh, this, w- this would be a horrible world if the Chinese take control. It- it's, it's, uh, it- like I say, it's an existential threat. It's not climate change like the Democratic presidential candidates like to say. It's communist China. Mm. Bill, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You follow him, GertzFile.com. His name is Bill Gertz, and the name of the book is Deceiving the Sky. You want to understand the future. You want to understand future war. You want to understand why we must uh, stop uh, coddling China. Read this book, Deceiving the Sky Inside Communist uh, China's Drive for Global Supremacy by Bill Gertz. Thank you, Bill. Ah, I wanted to ask him if there really was a General Sao. There was. Oh, there was? Okay. There was. Okay. Yes. I figured he'd have the story in the book. Yes. I assume. I don't, I don't know how, but many, how many chapters didn't know because it's not an American, uh, it's not a Chinese thing. It's an American thing. There was a General Chao, Sao, and uh, he won a great battle, but uh, they didn't do the chicken thing. We did. So we they they we turned war into delicious chicken. Delicious chicken. That's us. Yes, that's we did. America. Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes in in life it's okay to buy the off brand, but not when it comes to the X chair. 
Not when it comes to the X chair. If you have an X chair, there is nothing like it. This is the next generation of office chairs. Uh, this office chair is so comfortable. Stu is sitting in one. I'm sitting in one right now. Extraordinarily comfortable. And it, and it has 10 different ways you can adjust it. Stu liked the factory settings. I did. I did. You just sit, you know, sometimes you just sit down on something and it feels really good. You don't, you don't need to screw with it. Um, but then when I did screw with it and do some of the adjustments, it actually even got better. Yeah. When he looked at me, I mean, he shows he doesn't listen to me at all. <laughs> oh, no. Um, when he looked at me, you know, at one point in the show after about a month of having it and doing the commercials, uh, I adjusted <laughs> mine and he said, wait, what did you do? How did you do that? And I'm like, oh, dear God, you haven't even adjusted it, have you? It came and it worked. I just, I mean, you know, you order a Taco Bell Chalupa and they give it to you and it's <laughs> right. good the way it is. Yeah, better now. Xchair, xchairbeck.com. Go there uh, and try it out for 30 days. Risk-free, money-back guarantee. It's the Xchair at xchairbeck.com. If you use the promo code Beck, you're going to get a free set of the new X wheels as well. It's xchairbeck.com, promo code Beck. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hey, we want to welcome uh, all of our Las Vegas listeners to our new home. It's News Talk 840 KXNT. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We are live in uh, Las Vegas now. We are thrilled to be a part of uh, KXNT. All right. um, Tonight at 5 o'clock, we have another chalkboard on the impeachment of Donald Trump. This chalkboard is going to show you how things usually work with a whistleblower and how this whistleblower worked hmm. it doesn't seem to match up at all and we'll give you we'll give you that the latest uh on the trump impeachment today at five o'clock i haven't seen anything uh where people have trouble keeping the same story straight it's certainly not coming out of the elizabeth warren campaign right now no she is consistent she, oh she knows her story she's yeah. sticking to it well except for that pregnancy thing I mean, she was well. Yeah. Okay. She was a first-year teacher, and uh, she's on record. In fact, her teaching records say that she didn't have the right qualifications, uh, and so she had to, after her first year, she had to go back and get some extra qualifications to be able to teach the next year. So um, that's what she said. That's what the records say. Uh, but then in this campaign, she's come out and said she was pregnant. Uh, I don't know with a squaw. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really sure. But she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And um, and she was fired because she was visibly pregnant. It's a huge, huge firing reason around America. People are like, oh, I see you're visibly pregnant. Therefore, you're fired for a teacher. It happens all the time. All the time. Isn't it amazing Mm -hmm. how how bad you think the world is if you follow these people? Yeah, it's a central part of their argument, which is the United States sucks and everything about it sucks. And everything about your life sucks. And you're never going to get ahead. Your future sucks. And you need me to make it not suck as much. It's, it's still going to suck because if you elect them and they're there for a long time, they will still need to convince you it continually sucks because of somebody else. So she is on record saying the other story. Was she lying then or is she lying now? Which, 
Which liar is she? It does need to be one of the two, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, shockingly, I have seen very little pickup from the mainstream media on such an odd claim. Nothing to do with every single person they interact with being just like Elizabeth Warren, a white liberal that's wealthy from the suburbs. That's, you know, everybody who is in the media is Elizabeth Warren, which is why she's getting such favorable treatment. You're so jaded. Well, the world sucks. Everything sucks. You suck. Your life sucks. Your future sucks. <laughs> or it doesn't. And you can continue to listen to this broadcast. And we'll see you tonight at 5 o'clock. It's actually getting quite bright. You're quite bright with the truth. Glenn.